We think, oh gosh, they should have known, or of course that would frustrate me. Gosh, they're so selfish. I would never do that. I can't believe they did. Welcome to the Sensuality Academy podcast, where I share tangible techniques to help you embody your femininity, enhance your sex life, and elevate your relationships. I'm your host, Eleanor Hadley, sensuality coach and founder of Sensual Yoga. Now let's unleash your inner sensualista. Welcome to episode seven of the Sensuality Academy podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about managing your relationships in isolation and specifically how to navigate communicating your needs with people to avoid conflict and not drive each other totally mad. (laughs) Now, again, this episode isn't specifically about the C word, but I believe it's really important for us to acknowledge what is going on in the world right now and speak to that in some way. So I had actually intended to do a number of episodes throughout the Sensuality Academy podcast on topics around improving communication in relationships, but now I think it's more relevant than ever. So I've got a few coming on a variety of techniques to break it up for you. So you, like me, and the majority of the world right now are likely in some level of self-isolation practicing physical distancing, hashtag stay home, right? So regardless of your situation right now, you're probably experiencing a bit of tension around this. Many of us are going to be spending a lot more time than usual in very close quarters with others. And it can be a pretty rude awakening when you're forced to do this. It can cause conflict and tension between families between lovers, housemates, and even just within yourself. Let's face it, no matter how truly, madly, deeply in love we may be with our partner, we're just not built to coexist with someone or multiple people 24-7. We need alone time. It's imperative. And maybe you're like me, and you're on the opposite end of the spectrum, you live alone and suddenly you're entirely with yourself. (laughs) Again, we aren't built for this either. We are communal creatures by nature and we need a healthy balance of social interaction and community support along with time to ourselves. But we all know that the perfect balance isn't available to us right now. I don't really know if perfect balance is ever really available, but especially right now, it's a little bit trickier. So we must make lemonade. I want to share with you some tangible techniques to help you communicate your needs more effectively with the people that you're cohabitating with right now. A lot of these will also apply if you're living solo and want to reach out to friends and family and communicate your needs in that way. So firstly, I want to ask you to reflect on something. Where did you learn how to communicate? How to communicate? It's really something that we're not often taught specifically how to communicate effectively and the best strategies and techniques. 
And poor communication can often lead to misunderstandings, to arguments, resentment, and in relationships, a total lack of passion. Whereas really great communication and intentional communication can lead to feelings of really deep understanding and respect, to fun, joy, enhanced intimacy, and a much deeper connection. Most of us weren't really taught very good communication skills, and most of us likely inherited them from our parents or our primary caregivers. So maybe take a moment to consider how those people in your life communicate and how you may have inherited some of those traits or perhaps gone completely opposite um, as a way of, um, you know, rebelling or um, acting, you know, completely differently because somehow on some level you noticed that that wasn't effective. So a common theme that my clients often bring up with me is this frustration with their partners or anyone in their life for that matter, that they don't seem to do or say what they expect that they should do or say. And maybe you've experienced this too. I know that I have. (laughs) Absolutely guilty holding up my hand over here. Essentially, it's an entirely unrealistic expectation for a partner to simply know what you're thinking, how you feel, what you want, and why you might be mad. Basically, an assumption that they're a mind reader or that they think exactly the same way you do. And sometimes when this happens, we can justify it. You know, we think, oh gosh, they should have known, or of course that would frustrate me. Gosh, they're so selfish. I would never do that. I can't believe they did. And what we're doing here is projecting our values and assumptions onto another person, but without them knowing or giving permission for you to project that onto them. And in my opinion, I think that's totally, totally unfair. Imagine if someone did that to you. I'm sure that you can imagine it's probably happened multiple times where someone has projected something onto you and you're like, whoa, I didn't realize that you wanted X, Y, and Z. I had no idea. How would I have known you never told me? So to illustrate this with an example, a couple of years ago, I was in Colombia and I was dating this beautiful man. Uh, We'd met in Cartagena um, on the coast and then we'd both traveled around Colombia separately until we met up again in Medellin. And anyway, while we were there, me and a friend were staying at an Airbnb. (laughs) This is a long story, but I'm going to cut it short. Um, We were staying in this Airbnb until we found a hidden webcam. (laughs) I'm serious. This really happened. It was awful. Um, Suffice to say, we were significantly freaked out (laughs) and we started bundling up our stuff like as soon as possible to try and get out of there. Um, And I'll go into that story another day, maybe. But regardless, while we were frantically packing, I was messaging, um, uh, let's call him Ezra. (laughs) We were telling him what was happening and He said, you know, are you okay? Um, And I just responded, you know, yeah, yeah, we're okay. But, you know, we're just trying to pack up all of our stuff. And, 
you know, we're doing it all by ourselves and I'm just worried that the host is going to come back and he's going to catch us trying to leave. And, you know, I was very much like playing up while was me victim mode here. Um, and anyway, I remember at the time I was so frustrated with Ezra because he wasn't immediately offering to come to the apartment and help us quickly pack up and find somewhere else for us to stay. Eventually, yes, he did come and help. But by that point, I was already feeling super resentful. Now, all of this to say that months later, when I had left Colombia and him, (laughs) I somehow felt compelled to look back at our message exchange from that day. And that's really odd for me. I've never been one to go back and read messages between me and an ex. But that day I felt compelled to, and I read back and I noticed something. (laughs) At no point did I specifically ask him to come over and help me. But at the time, I thought it was blindingly obvious that I wanted his help because of course, you know, I've explained the situation. Surely anyone would gather that I needed you to come and help me because I wanted to get out of there before the creepy Airbnb dude came back. (laughs) Um, That was logical in my mind because that's how I would have acted. But I didn't effectively communicate my needs to him. And because I had placed an expectation on him that he should simply know what I wanted and needed in that moment, I'd essentially set him up for failure. This kind of shit happens all the time. Tell me, please tell me that you resonate. It's not just me, but I'm certain that all of us have been in situations like this where it seems obvious to us, but it doesn't seem obvious to the other person. And we resent people for that. So someone, you know, doesn't act or respond in the way that we expect and boom, conflict, judgment, resentment. This is something that I want to invite you to reflect on right now and over the coming days, weeks, months, however long this whole thing lasts in quarantine, isolation. Well, even beyond that, actually, to be honest, it's something that I continue to use and come back to and notice in my own life. I want you to ask yourself, how can I communicate my needs more clearly? And also, what are my needs in the first place? Because people are not mind readers. And if you're not expressing your needs, people aren't going to provide them. They're not going to show you and treat you in the way that you require because you haven't told them how to. People need a map. It's important to communicate this kind of stuff. So I had a conversation with one of my clients just last week about how she was adjusting to the new normal. She's at home with a husband and two college age kids. The kids had been out of the house for a while. Her husband was often away um, at work. And so it was already starting to feel a little bit tense. So I guided her to open up a conversation with her family to ascertain a few things. So things like, what does everybody need to feel safe? Um, And some examples were, you know, not having the TV on the news constantly talking about the bad news um, and sharing that kind of fear. So turning that off, um, feeling like they can be heard and that they can express themselves. And asking questions like how much social time and how much alone time does everybody need? 
And how will we indicate that we need space? And then further to that, how will that request be honored and respected without getting mad or um, triggered in some way? So questions like this, asking ourselves first and foremost, but also sharing with those that you're spending a lot of time with right now are absolutely integral to cultivating a safe and conflict-free environment. And this goes for you too, if you're solo right now, have these conversations with friends and family in your life. Ensure that you're checking in with others, that they're checking in on you. We may be isolating and physically distancing ourselves right now, but that doesn't mean that we need to be totally isolated. Please reach out. Now is the time to move past any vulnerability blocks that we may have to asking for help um, and asking for a chat. Um, It's a time to get past any blocks of, oh, I don't want to disturb them. What if they're busy? They don't have time for me. All those kind of stories that might come up. So your homework today, yes, I'm going to give you a homework task in a podcast. It's just the coach in me. I can't help myself. Any of my clients listening will know how much I love giving you, you know, journal prompts and things to reflect on. So you, my dear listener, I want you to take some time first to consider what your needs are, especially right now, given the current climate. Ask yourself, what is currently causing me to feel isolated, stressed, anxious, unsettled, uncertain, and list these out. It's really important to get all of these feelings out of you. Think of it like releasing these energies from your body and your mind. And you could even, you know, rip up this piece of paper afterwards or burn it as a symbol of releasing and letting go of those emotions. Then I want you to ask yourself, what things make me feel soothed and calm and content, relaxed, happy, joyous, and deeply connected to myself and others? Again, list these out. These will act as a really beautiful resource for you to come back to when you're feeling of any of those um, less than peachy emotions, those shadow emotions, the darker ones that we listed before. Next, I want you to consider what your needs are when it comes to relating to others, be that people inside or outside your household. So things like how much alone time do you need and how much social time do you need? You know, you might be an introvert and you're totally cool um, only having some, you know, chats, phone calls and things like that. And you don't need constant stimulus. Maybe you're an extrovert and you're like, ah, I need like us to do activities and fun things to make this bearable. And I need to be talking to my friends very often. So recognize where you're at on that scale and how you can nourish yourself in this way. Are there certain activities or topics that kind of stir up anxiety in you? And how can you communicate this to someone and request that it not be brought up too often? You know, maybe you've got a mother-in-law who's um, constantly putting the fear of God in you and saying, oh my God, this has happened and this has happened. Have you heard about this and all the deaths and blah, blah, blah. Maybe you need to gently request that they don't come to you with that information because you're not interested in holding it. You're trying to protect your energy right now and ask that they respect that. 
How often would you like to catch up for Zoom calls and chats with friends? What's the sweet spot between really nourishing um, connections and kind of overwhelming so many people texting and calling constantly? Um, Really important to communicate this with others as well, because as soon as you set your boundaries, then it makes it easier for you to kind of flourish. I'll do an episode all about boundaries as well. And in my, um, my program, the sensuality Academy, it's called the same name as the podcast. (laughs) Um, I actually go very deep into boundaries, um, in our, in our workshops as well. Now your task is to sit down with those in your life. So after you've done this work yourself and you've recognized what your needs are, I want you to sit down with those in your life, especially the ones that you're self-isolating with right now and communicate your needs. Then inquire about theirs. It's a two-way street after all. (laughs) So make sure that you're all clear on what you all need to feel safe and comforted and as happy and connected as possible during this time. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that for today. And if you do this, please do reach out to me and share how it went. I'd love, love, love to hear. And I loved all of you who did the uh, 10 pleasurable practices um, from last week's episode and shared them with me. So thank you so much. It's, um, It's beautiful to see you really taking something from these episodes. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, keep an eye out for more relationship and communication tips coming up soon. And if you want to dive even deeper, as I mentioned, my 12-week online program, which is also called the Sensuality Academy, that's actually opening up for enrollments again very soon. And we've got an entire module all about relationships and communication, and we dive in nice and deep. So send me a DM if you want to get on the wait list, and I'm going to share a lot more details soon. Okay, until next time, stay home and stay sensual. Thanks for listening to the Sensuality Academy podcast. Don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player so you never miss an episode. Remember, it's free to subscribe. You can follow my sensual musings over on Instagram at Eleanor Hadley. And if you'd like to tap into your five senses to cultivate a deeper sense of self-love, check out my free five-day challenge, Journey to Self-Love at eleanorhadley.com journey. Enjoy.